Welcome to Awaken Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual, pot, I'm sorry, podcast from two girls, one joint, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. In the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, let's roll something and get the day started. Hey, bitches. She's back. Oh, I needed that. Gives me energy. I'm happy to be back. I'm relieved to be back because I have a fucking confession to make you guys. I am not doing so hot. This Um, is a safe space. This is a safe space. Um... (laughs) Yeah, like, you guys, life update. So we all know I have PMDD, and I don't actually feel comfortable listing all of my diagnosed mental illnesses, but I've got a few. Um, (coughs) Stoner cough. Um, And, you know, it's one of those things where it happens slowly and then, like, all at once. And, like, I've just noticed that, yes, little by little, bit by bit, my mental health was kind of declining, and then... With PMDD, that bitch, um, I kind of basically all came to like a head. You got hit by a train. Yeah. yeah, This past (laughs) cycle. I was, I was basically faced with everything that I had been not ignoring, but kind of unaware of. Um, and it was hard. It was really emotional. And I'm like, okay, that sucked, but I don't want that to happen again. And now that I've kind of reached that point, I'm trying to kind of take responsibility in this moment of clarity so that when my PMDD comes around this next cycle, which is inevitable, which is why it's so scary, guys. Like, I am genuinely scared when this kind of stuff happens because it makes me, like, kind of come out of reality, it feels like. It kind of feels like it's crazy how quickly in, like, one day, like, I go from... I think I think being bipolar doesn't help, but in one day, <laughs> I think going from like knowing exactly what's happening and like having this great perception and, and perspective of my life and like recognizing how far I've come to then the very next day thinking like I'm the worst person in the world and I've failed in life and like I'm really embarrassed and like I should just go to jail right now because I'm a danger to society. Yeah, that's that's what I've been dealing with, and it's been a lot. Um, Not that it's funny, but it's killing me how you want it. You thought you had to go to jail. I, it's the jail that's getting me. Like, I mean, like, and not even like jail. Like, I mean, I was, th- I was just thinking, like, I, I'm afraid of what I'll do in the future. Right, right. You're like, I need, I need a little bit of, I need someone to keep I was me on lockdown. Kill anybody, guys. Okay, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna kill anybody. I was just like, am I like incredibly toxic? Like, am I like? a toxic person to every person who's ever been in my life ever. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, am I a serial abuser? Like what is happening? Like I, yeah. It's crazy how like when our, when we fall into these vulnerable states, like our minds can be such good liars and be so convincing and like literally make us feel like everything that they're saying is so true. And like, there's sometimes feels like there's no way to combat it. Like there the there's no way to combat it unless someone says the right thing like it's very hard basically i feel like right. it, it, i basically have to be somehow pulled out of or thrown out of whatever almost episode i'm having i don't know how else to like explain Your it spiral like, someone has to pull you out of the tornado like yes it literally <laughs> took isaiah saying to me he like i was like explaining like how i felt and he was like you realize it's not that big of a deal what we're talking about you realize it's not a big deal and I and I was like, whoa, really? It's not? <laughs> he was like, no, this is a very little thing. And I was like, oh, my God. And he was like, this is a very, like, little change that you can easily make and that, like, I support you with. Like, it'll, everything's going to be fine. Like, um, and until he said that, I thought it was life or fucking death. I literally was, like, shaking. I was, I had been, like, in kind of, like, a an anxiety attack kind of for a few days. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on the stool, 
like curled up in a ball shaking and I was like I'm just so scared like I'm I'm terrified right now and Isaiah was like baby why like nothing bad is happening nothing has nothing is happening and I was like nothing's happening nothing bad is happening and he's like no nothing bad is happening like what and it was just like so insane like and I had been texting like some of my friends like because I was like guys you should have been honest with me if I am the worst person in the world you should have <laughs> told me by now that I need to check myself in somewhere or get myself away from society if I am such a fucking threat why do I have a podcast if I am leading all these people to like harm you know what I mean like I was just oh yeah she gone. like texted me that she was like yeah so toxic and stuff and I was like Danielle like what you, you don't eat like all we do is talk happy. Like, what are you talking about? And typically on a good day, I would totally agree with you. And it was funny I know, because right? I remember like specifically when I got, <laughs> when I was in New Hampshire and my friend Caroline, shout out to you, bitch. I was confiding in her a lot about what I was going through because um, she was kind of there for one of my mental breakdowns and she like witnessed it. It was like in her car and at her house. And I think she was probably overwhelmed that I was having a full on panic attack in her car. I was overwhelmed. <laughs> it was probably like nerve wracking for everybody. Um, and so she was like, hey, it's going to be OK. But what she said to me was really because I was like, you know, I have a doctor's appointment coming up soon. And I, I'm afraid they're going to medicate me. And I, yeah. when I was in rehab, I didn't take well to the medicine. But I was also very young at that time. And I think that probably, and I was also malnourished. I think not, I think being anorexic and medicated like that, I, I, there's, no one has ever told me this, guys. I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm just making this up. But like it didn't, <laughs> it felt like because so many other things of my body were out of whack, that the medicine just was kind of adding to the out of whack and not doing what it was supposed to do. Like I just felt like I wasn't in a place to be able to even notice if it was helping and the way it changed me just wasn't useful at that time so i was very scared caroline though my bitch was like danny <laughs> you're still gonna feel emotions like because i was like what if i become a zombie like i did in rehab and she was like you're still gonna feel emotions but they need to not be this extreme because you're having panic attacks like your emotions are so extreme you need to get like a baseline that's a little bit more calm and that's a little more neutral where you can just like think clearly no matter what happens and i was like okay, that kind of sounds nice. I feel like that's exactly <laughs> what I need. I would like to not panic every fucking time I'm told any information ever or anytime I think a thought. And like, it, so I don't know. It basically, we always talk about on this channel, like, because we'd be talking shit. I'm not going to lie. I'm a Libra. And I'm sorry, Libras talk shit. I, I wish it wasn't true because the like the pride in me is like no I don't I'm a Libra I'm very balanced I'm a good person I'm great no no one has ever met <laughs> me I don't do anything wrong but that is the duality of Libra bitch because um I'd be talking shit okay and I'm trying to stop God gives his strongest battles to his toughest soldiers and this battle of not talking shit is very hard um it's okay guys Anyway, we talk a lot of shit and I've said before verbatim, so you don't have to call me out. I'm calling myself out. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Everybody has moments of clarity. And in those mo moments of clarity, you have to take action or at least like do something that'll allow you to get help. So that's what I'm, or to get better. And that's what I'm trying to do. It took this past week, weekend week for me to kind of get there to realize like what was happening. I, like I said, I feel like it happened really, really slow where it was like, guys, I talked about, I did mushrooms because I was trying to get we're having a bunch of stuff happening in our personal life. Um, all good things for like our future and for our life, but damn for right now with me getting medicated, it has been a little <laughs> difficult. Um, and so like, yeah, I've, I did mushrooms and that absolutely helped. I, I credit me 
being on the podcast today, being able to talk about this to the mushrooms. That being said, um, I am not comfortable doing anything like that again until I get my meds sorted out because if sober, I don't even know what's going on. You know what I mean? I just want to be in the right headspace. <laughs> oh, completely. I've always been like an advocate for psychedelics, especially, but like any drugs, even weed, like are extremely ho- helpful when you're in the right headspace. But as soon as you kind of falter or fall below like that wave of like depression, like sometimes it's yeah, it can become best. Yeah, exactly. It's it's only helpful when used correctly. So right. Just like with the, yeah. the the mental health meds, like you were talking about how like like I when I was first prescribed um, Prozac when I was 18, I was drinking a lot. I was not in the headspace, like the actual headspace to receive the help that a medication like that could give me. Mm-hmm. So like and like especially like you said, being anorexic, that's obviously going to affect you because like from a medical standpoint, like your, your weight and stuff must have been really low. So things that are like a normal dosage for someone else would have been a much higher dosage for you. That makes your, sense. Your metabolism and stuff. And so like I think something is that like we're so – undereducated on how these things actually work and like understanding when to take them. Like people don't realize the importance of even just taking your mental health meds every single day, like how much it can affect you to miss one day. Like they can, your brain chemistry is such a sensitive thing and it's so particular about what you need. And like, it changes, like you're saying, like you feel like you need like a med change, not that you're going to get off your meds, but like you need to have it updated. Like it needs to match with who you are now. Exactly. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I also can't stop taking my medication. That would be very dangerous, like actually dangerous. And I'm not going to put myself or my loved ones in that situation. Like that's part of the whole taking accountability and moments of clarity. So it became like, okay, in that moment of clarity, I need to communicate exactly what my needs are, set up a process to get them taken care of. Like, and that's what I've done. And I'm like, Again, it's kind of one of the situations where it's slightly out of my hands for a limited time because you guys know how this shit works with appointments, insurance. After COVID, everybody was slammed, like trying to get in and people are also like quitting the healthcare system and the mental healthcare system. Like it's just, it's hard on everybody. It's a lot. I'm trying to be patient. It's just hard when you're having like a (laughs) mental health moment. And like when you get, while you're getting through it, like you just have to get through and like take it day by day and like be like, oof, I made Mm -hmm. it to tonight. It's a win. I will (laughs) say I was in a mental health crisis a few months ago and I went to the doctor and she was like, I'm sorry. Like, okay, everywhere else I've lived, you go through your PCP to like get a referral. And like, then I moved here and that's not what you do. And so she was like, I literally can't help you like at all, which was like really discouraging. That's and I was so like, weird. I was like, okay. So then I went to like figure out like where I was going to go and like if they would accept my insurance and it took forever for them to get back to me. And then the time that they got back to me, we got some news about our insurance changing yet again. And so then, and, and that's not going to be set for like a few, like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a, a lot mess, guys. And that's why we should have universal healthcare and everyone should have access to this. Stuff. Yeah. So it's like, it's not for a <laughs> lack of trying and it's not for a lack of communicating. And I think doing the mushrooms at that time helped me so much. Cause that was a time where like, there were a lot of discoveries I hadn't yet made about right. like, how good life can be. Um, and, and you were still in like, that positive wave of like, it could still do good for you. Whereas now yes. you're in a different place where it's like, it's a little bit harder right now. And so like, since you're, you've been spiraling, taking something like a mushroom might like feed into a spiral instead of feed into like an upward. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I also just want to be like, you know, my husband travels a lot for work. So I, he, when I took them before he was here with me to kind of right. like, you know, you don't be alone. For a, in a sense, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be alone for this. <laughs> 
situation. So what I'm saying though, is like, I'm trying to be very responsible and that comes with, I also can't stop taking my medication, even though it's not working the way it should be. Right. Um, and so there are some things that you can do that I'm doing at least to like, keep me going and keep me as, as best as I can without like harming myself and making myself worse. And I'm trying to like also take responsibility because I'm a firm believer. We need medicine. And also we need like to put our own effort into it. Like if your mindset isn't, I'm going to get better and I want to get better, then you're not going to get better. So like, I'm trying to get my mindset there already. Um, I think I've built up a lot of momentum. Abraham Hicks talks about this a lot about our vortex, which is like our energetic field and it's the vibration of it. And then everyone has a vortex and like you, your vortex is like, it's alignment. It's all this stuff, but you pull different things into your vortex all the time. And depending on how much momentum you've built up from like the day or the, not even just the day, like the, the what if you were just had a moment where you were spiraling really bad, you build up a lot of momentum and a lot of emotions from that. So then imagine I've been kind of spiraling for a minute now. That's a lot of momentum. <laughs> um, it didn't go away when I slept either. I know a lot of people think when you sleep, you reset and um, you should, I'm sure some people do, but I haven't been, or it's been harder to reset. I think I haven't been getting as good sleep either. Those of us who have night terrors definitely don't reset when we sleep. Right, exactly. <laughs> At least it doesn't feel like it. Damn. Um, and so and it's been really interesting too, because I've actually been having some real breakthroughs in my dreams during this time, um, which is crazy because typically during this time I'd be having horrible night terrors and they're, they're still scary, but I'm communicating in them. Like I'm noticing in my dreams, I'm speaking up more and like saying That's my so truth. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's it's been really interesting because I'm not scared to go to sleep these the past few days because I'm like, yeah, the dreams have been stressful, but I'm kind of a boss in them. Like in the dream... I'm not scared. I'm stressed. And, but I still be popping off on people. Like I, I spoke my truth in a dream the other night. And I told someone like, um, we were, I was back in all of my dreams, all of my like nightmares take place back at high school, which is crazy. Cause I think I enjoyed high school. So <laughs> I don't know, but, um, when I you weren't like, drunk, <laughs> exactly. And I was like in the hall with someone and, um, in the dream, they were like telling me off and saying like, Oh, you didn't know your lines. You weren't good to look out on stage. I was like, I don't even know, like some shit like that. And in the dream, I was like, I don't even have to do this. I don't have to do this. Like, and if I don't want to do this, like I'm not, it's not going to be the end of the world. I'm going to be fine. And then in my dream, I realized, wait, I graduated years ago. Like I, not only do I not have to do this, if I walk out right now, I'm not going to get an F. Like, cause in the dream, I was like, I can choose to like, you know, take an F and I'll still live or I can choose to go to a different school. But then in the dream, I started realizing, wait a minute, like I graduated already. What the hell is happening? And I walked out of the building in costume still. And I was like, fuck that. Like, I'm not, I, I, I'm a grown ass woman. What am I doing? Stressing about my mark right now on stage. Like, do you know what that means that you were doing? You were I starting, was you were starting to lucid dream. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. I would love to like really lucid dream. Yeah. That happens a lot where like I I've had many, many dreams where I'm in high school and then I realize, wait a minute, I already graduated. Why am I back here? But it never clicks to where I'm like, oh, it's a dream. It's always like, oh, I always join these damn plays that I don't have to join. And then I realize, well, I'm not getting graded on it, so I can quit. 
And like the fact that you were able to leave, like just because I we've talked about dreams since like we've met. So I know mm-hmm. a lot about like your nightmares and stuff. And like the fact that you were able to walk away is so fucking cool. Like that's such a huge step in your dream world. Like I honestly think so too. So that's, it's been like, that's been kind of one of the good things is like, I know I'm growing in some situation. Like I know that <laughs> I'm going to come out of this on top because I'm also handling it in real life. Like I'm taking it serious. I'm not because guys, when you're in a different when when your mental health is kind of kicking in, I don't know what everyone else goes through, but for me, um, if I will genuinely like think my reality is completely different than what it is, think my life like it it it, it happens so fast I can't explain it. Um, and so like recently, it's crazy because in the daytime I had been very like just like certain that like my demise was coming <laughs> essentially. Like, guys, I'm not even trying to be dramatic. Like, I just was like, oh, my God, like, my whole world is, like, falling apart right now. And I'm the worst person, like, in this. Like, it's – you go to a whole new place. You, like, nothing really makes sense. Like, it doesn't feel rational. Like, it feels like – I I don't even know how to explain it. But it's feel – it's real at the same time. Yeah. Like, I was coming up with so many reasons to justify things. Like, I was like, no, it all clicks. It all makes sense. Like, and it took someone, I'm probably like admitting to being psychotic right now. Like, (laughs) we're going to listen to this, like, bitch. Yeah, get help. And it's like, guys, I'm, I am. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying, guys. That's the whole point of this episode. But like, it takes a lot of responsibility on your end. And I don't know if people talk about that a lot because, like, I, I, when I, whenever I think of like, being responsible and really like setting a, I have a weird relationship with it. Cause I used to like overdo my routines and what I expected of myself and what I demanded of myself essentially. But I have to really step into my masculine right now. And it's hard because I have a weird relationship with the masculine. I used <laughs> to just like really abuse my masculine energy. And it was really, it wasn't balanced in, in a sense that like, I don't know if it was, it was just over masculine. Like I was just like overcompensating for everything. Like I was so and you were in your wounded masculine. Like you weren't – now you're healthily like right trying yes. to empower your masculine. You're turning to it to help you through this time. And so balance is something – you know, Libras are all about balance. And I heard this quote recently that was like a Libra's life mission is to find balance. They're okay. They're not born with it already being perfectly ingrained in them. They're trying to cultivate it. And that makes sense because for someone who's a Libra, I struggle with balance. Like I crave it and it's like what I need and I know it's what I need, but I do struggle with it. Like I'm always someone who overdoes things like either (laughs) like I'm an all in or all out type of bitch no she really is um and it's like like in every category of my life so right now I'm trying to like work this masculine energy into my life and it's gonna take a lot of mask I think I'm gonna have to really step into it and I think I've been avoiding doing that as well because I'm like no but I want to be this like feminine being but guys you can't feel your feeling like being feminine and being in your feminine is about your emotions. It's about embracing that. And it's about like really diving into that. And even the ugly stuff that's hard to address, like your shadow self, that's very feminine of you to like dive into that. You shouldn't do it when you're mentally unstable. Yeah. That's where I have to like be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm drawing a line. <laughs> yeah. A boundary. This is yeah, where. <laughs> because whenever I dive into my emotions these days, they're so twisted and not correct like it's not that the emotion is wrong but the meaning I'm putting with them is wrong right right um and so this is where I'm really having to step into my masculine energy because like I've been in my feminine it's not that it failed me or anything it's that for the place that I'm in you know this is why we say it's all important 
I have to like, just like buck the fuck up and be like on top of my shit. So I'm literally monitoring my thoughts. Like I was back in New York when I worked at Del Frisco's and I first discovered this shit. (laughs) And every single day I was making like a list of 20 to 50 gratitudes. Like I was like over-focused on like manifesting. I was like, I'm just going to embody every single thing that I want in life, which was a huge jump from like what my life was reflecting. So it was a lot of work and it was a lot of energy. Um, and I look back on that time as like being really tired and having a lot of acne and having people think I was very, um, what it was the energy that they said I was urgent. I had a sense of, uh, always had a sense of urgency or like needing to go, go, go. But also when I look at that time, I was manifesting the fuck out of a lot of things. That's when my social media growth really like skyrocketed. Okay. I say skyrocketed. I'm, I'm a nano influencer, not even micro <laughs> bitch, like nano, like I'm on my way, but like, I'm, I understand, like, I'm not even a 10 K bitty right now. That's fine. I just mean, I went from having like not even a thousand to like 3000 followers during that time, which for me, I, I was like, nice. Like I loved seeing that growth happen while I was in New York. It was great. Um, and it was very like motivating and, and inspiring. And it was also where I started kind of just like stepping more into like, that's where I established like, Oh, I am a social media girly. Like I'm not going to be, I'm, I don't have to be like, what social media influencers are weird and cringy. Like I was like, no, 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 that I don't care. I'm cringy. I'm weird. Sign me up. Um, <laughs> and that's where I also established like, Oh, I'm, I liked, you know, I was lifting at the time. I was like really into my bodybuilding, booty building, especially. Um, that's also where I established that I was at the time, quote unquote, not Buddhist. Cause you know, we don't like, if you're a real Buddhist, you don't cling to labels, <laughs> but I was, try- I established that I was trying to live like the Buddha, like a lot of growth happened at that time. So I need to also recognize all the good that the masculine brought to me. That's also when Isaiah and I's relationship like happened. Like that was when like we had, I mean, we met while I was in school, but like when I got, and he saved my life, my last semester of school, he literally bought me dinner every single day. I would not have eaten anything for a semester. I know he's my everything. Um, but when I graduated is when like, we were really just like, we realized at that time, like, Oh, we're, I mean, I already knew I was going to marry him, but he (laughs) gave me a little talk after like two weeks and was like, Hey, like, I'm a little nervous. You keep calling me your husband and it's a lot of pressure. And I was like, "Ah, what? (laughs) <laughs> two weeks in and you don't know you want to marry me that's crazy that's crazy but he knew once after after my last semester of school he was just like oh yeah that's my wife for sure like I just felt like our relationship grew a lot then um as well because I was just pushing myself to like see all my potential and what I could do so there's so much good that comes from the masculine ener- masculine energy I have been avoiding it for a while in terms of doing the work um emotionally that I need to do with it. Cause I've been, ha- I know that I've been having a hard time finding the balance. And I know that that's something that I have also been like afraid to like address because I don't want to go back to like, I don't know guys. I didn't, I wasn't a healthy weight. My skin was break, like always breaking out. My hair was like extra brittle. Cause I like didn't have a good schedule at that time. Like I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, I was taking a pediman to try to get my titties to grow, but it's like so bad for your <laughs> mental health. Like, uh, it was terrible, but there were so many good things that came out of it. Now that I have the feminine understanding and knowledge and so much growth, just like that I've learned since then so much like to back me up and support me this time. I know it's a different story. I know it's going to be better. It's going to be healthier. That's going to be completely journey. different. Like, right. Like you are a totally different person than you were then. 
and you've been through so much and you've grown so much and you've learned so much. Like you now have an understanding of what the masculine really is and how to embrace it and not let it take over. Same thing with like feminine. Like you know that right now if you were to just give into your feelings and lie in bed, like that wouldn't be helpful. You have to like save yourself right now and that's okay. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like it now is not the time for me. Like if I sleep in a little bit, okay, sure. But I have to set an alarm like about, okay, I'm not sleeping past this time. Like, And that's the responsibility part. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of where I'm at, you guys. I just really had to be honest because I didn't realize how bad it was. I really didn't. I felt like, because when I was going through it over the weekend, I was like, I'm a fraud. I'm a liar. I should never have a podcast. Um, and I didn't know that it was that bad. Like I, I thought I was just doing like a really good job at like keeping it, you know, at bay, but I wasn't. And it all came crumbling this past moon cycle. So <laughs> the full moon really... uh. My period mixed with the full moon. That, I mean, that was powerful. So I, I got rid of and I shed a lot of stuff that doesn't serve me. I realized a lot of what I was doing that doesn't serve me. And a lot of just like what I need to take care of, basically, like what I really yeah. need to make a priority. Which so, makes sense yeah. because it was a Virgo full moon, which was all about organization and realizing what you need and what like is true to you. Like Virgos are Virgos. Virgos. <laughs> Virgos are like so impartial like if you know like a like a good Virgo you know like they're so like oh you're my best friend but I'm gonna still tell you like it is you know what I mean right and they're diligent like they know what they need to do and they'll always be there for you and like right so you literally did that for yourself like you they're the full moon did it for you it showed you like connected bitch I'm a psychic bitch yeah okay you should have a podcast about it oh wait I'm actually amazing yeah (laughs) you do not need to be in jail Literally, uh, I was like, I was like so scared that I was like a threat to people's mental health everywhere. She really thought so. I was, I was like, I don't even know how to tell you that you're not because that's such an insane thought, girl. Like your brain, like I love yeah, you. Yeah, Emily was like, <laughs> Emily was like, just so you know, what you're saying isn't just like something that psychopaths do. It's also like a trauma response. It's also a response to like you know, someone growing up with instability. It's also yeah. something that like poor people do. Like it's, it's really not that deep. Like it's life, babe. It's life. Yeah. I was like, what? And then when Isaiah was like, it's not that serious. I was like, wait, really? It's not? I'm Shattered not- the glass around you and you're like, oh, okay, I can breathe. <laughs> I'm not evil. So, and it's like, that was why I was so upset because I don't want to be evil. Like, like not one part of me wants to be evil. So when I thought I was evil, I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> the ultimate betrayal, the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> so yeah, I just felt like I couldn't keep making episodes without addressing that because it is going to, affect. It, it's been affecting me. Like sometimes we would go to like do an episode and I would be really anxious beforehand because I was like, oh my God, I didn't. Like, guys, I love just talking and going with the flow, but I was panicking about it because I was like, well, I haven't really been good at it recently. So if I don't write something down, then it it won't be said. And so then I was like overwriting things down and then I would get nervous. Like, when am I supposed to breathe on the podcast, bitch? I was literally, I went to school for this shit, like not for podcasting, but like took so many voice production and speech classes because everyone's like, you have disgusting vocal fry. So, you know, they never cut me a break. Like I was, I was always getting you know, extra classes, going to the tutoring sessions. Like they always spent extra time making sure I learned because they were like, your voice sucks. <laughs> so like, I know when to breathe. I was just psyching myself out. Um, yeah. And so I just was kind of like, okay, I want to put my best foot forward and be transparent 
And, and this is what we do. This is why we're here. Like you guys are our therapy. Maybe someone else, maybe someone else is feeling this way because collectively, you know, we're a collective consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know which one it was. <sighs> but um, yeah, maybe someone else is also going through this and had a similar breakthrough and just know you're not alone. You don't need to check yourself in anywhere. Or if you do, that's okay. Right. <laughs> I, maybe not jail is what I'm saying. Like you you don't probably need to don't need to go to turn jail. yourself in for, well, in the future, what if I manipulate someone? Also, manipulating is in a jail. I know, offense. but I was like, it's, but like an emotional manipulator, like, oh, that would be horrible. Like there, there is no legal repercussions for that, but it's still so bad. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. It's I do just not a little want funny. to be the devil. <laughs> the fact that you're even thinking that is like, you will never be, but also just so funny to me that you're like, not funny. I know you're going through it, girl, but also I'm like, you're like the nicest person in the world. And this bitch is worried about being like the devil. You just, just read conversations with God and had an awakening about the, what the meaning of life is. And now you're like, I'm the worst person. I'm like, Danny. Fair. No, exactly. Well, and we were going to talk about <laughs> karma today, actually, but we can't because I literally told, told Kelsey the other day, I was like, I can't talk about karma when I think that I am equivalent to like the devil. Like, what am I supposed to tell them? <laughs> and the thing is, I know that that's not even like how karma works. Like we'll, we'll get into it in our future episode. We are going to cover karma because it's been already requested and we said we brought it up a few times, but I couldn't talk about it until I talked about this first or until I had my breakthrough that I am not the devil incarnated. <laughs> I'm sorry that I keep laughing at that. It keeps getting no, it's, I'm glad that it's funny and, and not as serious as it was in my head. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm glad. Well, having it I'm be glad funny we can laugh is much now. better. <laughs> yes. Having it be funny is much better. Well, we always say, you know, a little bit of depression makes you a hell of a lot funnier. Absolutely true. Um, I am waiting for me to find the funniness, though, because like, yeah, I, I need to giggle a bit more. I will say that's what I'm working on, because you know how like you can like your brain doesn't know the difference between a fake smile and a real smile. Yeah. I'm doing that with laughing as well. Because oh. you guys know laughing is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. So like I need it. I need more. You need the glots. You need Emily. I know. I know. I need Emily glots so bad or Allie or any of them really. They're just the funniest people in the world. I was going to say the glots collectively are just the funniest people. So yeah, anyone. I just, yeah. I just need a trip to their house. But I don't want to go to Cincinnati. Uh, life. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend Ohio right now. No. Yeah. Not with this air. I was thinking selfishly of my PTSD just going to Cincinnati. But no, you're so right. What the hell? I already have asthma. And I'm so sorry for everybody living there. Like, that's not a joke. Like, that's like so crazy. And you guys deserve so much better. And there's a lot of people to blame. And um, it's not the citizens. It's also not the rail workers. It's the people who own the railroads. That part. <clears throat> well, before so, I get too political. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys, um, just be gentle with yourself. Please be gentle with me. I get nervous to tell you guys when my mental health is bad because I'm like, I'm afraid that it's going to be like, damn, you're so your mental health is always bad. Um, but then I like try to remember like I'm mentally ill. Yeah. Like it's, it's not something that is going to be forever cured and it's my job to be on top of it. And so this is one of those moments where it's like, oh, bitch, get on top of it. Something about Awake and Bake is that it's run by two unstable bitches. And we are trying our best with the help of <laughs> cannabis and Miss Universe on our side. Not the woman, but the being, the universal <laughs> being itself. 
Not the winner of the pageant, Miss Universe, unfortunately. Yeah, sorry. Um, God, universe. Source. Source. That's what I couldn't think of the word. My, uh, You know, when you're kind of depressed and you can't remember fucking anything. Yeah. Words just don't work. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes they have no meaning. Uh, that as well. Yeah. And then sometimes I forget every word like I've ever known. Yep. Um, yeah. So I've been asking Isaiah so many, like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Or I'll ask him, I'm like, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? And he's like, you don't know what that means? Like, and I'm like, I do. I just forgot. Like, I can't even remember how to spell shit. And okay. It's not that deep. It's not like I'm like just forgetting normal things, like walking, like I can still drive. I'm fine. Um, well, maybe I shouldn't drive. Maybe not. I haven't been driving though, guys, to be fair. Everything is walkable here and we have one, we share a car and I make Isaiah drive everywhere. I'm a passenger princess. <laughs> that being said, guys, take care of your mental health. Yes. I feel like you can just tell by my chaos of this episode that I am, um, I'm doing my best. <laughs> and that's these all we ask times. for with you, Danielle, is to do your best and we love you and we're always here for you. I love you guys too. Thank you for being here. Is there anything you want to end this with, Kelso? Just that I love you. Love you all. All right. With that, stay high. Take your meds. Bye.